Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and excited to have with me today, Rhiannon Flores Drennan. I said it, and then it was gone out of my head. So, <laughs> Welcome. I am so super excited to talk to you today about uh, body work and, and trauma, and yes, so. I'm super well, happy here so <laughs> no, well it's, yes I'm, I'm just super pumped tell us about what it is that that you do so I'm a body worker and so basically what that means is think kind of massage but more and a little different um, I like to think of myself more as a philosopher's stone so that substance to that catalyst that allows that internal change for your body to be able to heal whatever it is it's going through. And so the ways that I do that are by helping clients to uncover and then reshape or reform uh, dysfunctional patterns, not only in their physical body, but in their energetic bodies as well. Because when we can approach the human being on multiple levels, because we're built of multiple levels, the results tend to be a lot more substantial and a lot easier to hold on to, especially when we talk about something like trauma. And so that's kind of where my, my specialty lies. I work a lot with chronic pain and people who are experiencing any of the physical representations or manifestations of mental abuse, mental, sexual, spiritual, and emotional abuse. So yeah. that's, me in a nutshell <laughs> absolutely beautiful and i love it i love it that we connected stephanie mcphail you know connected us together and i have not had anyone on here yet out of 110 episodes wow. talk <laughs> about um yeah the body work part of it um and i just love it and i wrote down some notes one of the things that, that you had said to me was I use body work to help clients disrupt patterns and address the physical effects of trauma and help them to come back into their bodies. And that, as I said, before I hit record was huge for me. I know along my healing journey. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And just what a powerful, powerful gift that is to uh, survivors. Yeah. It's, it's, an interesting thing that like when you go and you're approaching the traditional ways of addressing trauma, a lot of it does discount the, the body and the physical element of it. And you know, talk therapy is wonderful. There's only so many places you can get to when you're in your head. And 
I think that's one of the, the powerful things about working with the body and working with energy because this event, whatever it was that happened, um, whether you remember it super clearly or whether you don't remember it at all, it's having lasting effects and it's done something to contribute to how your unconscious mind, how your autonomic nervous system, that, that non-consciously controlled part of our nervous system is functioning and that in turn is going to affect how we're moving, how we're breathing, how we're presenting ourselves in the world and how our body is expressing that function or dysfunction. And oftentimes that can definitely result in physical pain. I know that's what happened for me, which is part of why I got into this. You know, I, um, when I was young, I had, um, I, I, I've had a history with sexual assaults uh, by multiple people. So, and it's taken a long time for me even to be able to say that. <laughs> um, but one of those things that I, I noticed is that I had started to develop a lot of sexual pain. So my, my official diagnoses when I finally got them were, um, vaginismus and vestibulitis. So basically vaginismus is when your vaginal muscles just go and they clamp down and they don't open up. And for some people, those muscles are like that all the time, point blank. Some people, it's only when you are trying to insert anything, whether that be a, a penis, a tampon, a toy, whatever it is, just no go in there. And then for some people, it's just like weird random times. For me, it was mostly penetration. And then along with that, the, the vestibulitis is basically when your vestibule glands around the introitus or the vaginal opening just get inflamed and angry and no one knows why. So, <laughs> so it's really, really frustrating because the traditional ways, the, 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 the Western medicine allopathic ways of treating these things are through PT and through some topical creams. And so the topical creams for the vestibulitis basically consisted of lidocaine and capsaicin. So basically numb it off. And if numbing it off doesn't work, then you burn it off. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, fun stuff. And if that doesn't work, the next thing they'll try is Botox injections directly into the glands. Oh, my lordy. Yeah, I didn't go that far. I was like, <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> Making me like, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Oh, and then, sure. And then the same kind of goes with, like, that same discomfort goes with um, the pelvic floor PT that I was offered for my uh, vaginismus. So that involves a lot of internal trigger point work by a pelvic floor PT and the use of dilators, which are basically... They're basically medical dildos that, <laughs> that are of varying sizes that are used to essentially stretch the vaginal muscles. Um, and for me, my practitioners were all wonderful. Like they were beautiful people with honest desire to help. And it was just that the therapies, especially with my history, were right. super traumatic. Oh, did you lose me? No, nope, I've got you. Okay. Yeah, so they were they were really just re-traumatizing. And 
the talk therapy, my, my therapist was also wonderful. That helped. It was a really safe space for me to express all of those things, how all, all the things that I was going through and trying to sort out, you know, what actually happened in those instances where, or, um, where I was raped and, you know, coming to terms with that's what it was and all of those things. However, it was also just very, very slow. Cause like I said, it's like trying to take you're basically trying to take a fork and chip through the the four foot thick ice barrier between your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. And it's like, it's, this isn't working. So, <laughs> so through my whole journey is when um, I was, I was also happened to be going through massage school at that time. And I was noticing a lot of emotional releases just from the body work. And then I was introduced to a form of energy work called emotion code, which is essentially using muscle testing, um, which we can do a little demonstration of that, then everyone can do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, mm. In order to talk to your subconscious, talk to your autonomic nervous system, and find out what it is that the body needs or that the body's holding on to, especially trapped emotions, to be able to release them. So... And it was doing a year of near daily energy work for myself. I honestly think it probably would have gone a lot faster had I felt open enough to approach an energy worker and a body worker to hold that space for me. However, in massage school, they give you a lot of fear factor around um, you never approach a body worker about anything regarding sex. You just don't do it because anyone who does is a creep and a blah, blah, blah. And what I found is that that's not true. These Aww. people have needs. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the question and the ask and what the need they're trying to fulfill is misguided. However, it's, they're not being creepy. <laughs> they're trying to fill a need. And there are legitimate people out there like me who need pelvic specific work. And I think that's the other great thing about working the way I do, because I don't do any internal work. Um, I teach clients how to do that for themselves if it's necessary. So um, I went through several different thought processes there and I, I kind of stumbled, stumbled along, but I think we, we got my point. Body work is good. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, one, I'm, I'm intrigued because I, I truly had never heard of this before. Um, and I love it that you're, you're offering, well, one, that you're talking about it because we have to start talking about these things and the effects of sexual abuse and trauma on the body, on yeah. the psyche, on the spirit, on all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for your honesty and thank you for sharing this and um, the work you're doing. What a gift to others. So, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it, um, someone, I'm, I'm also on a constant, constant journey to ever improve and evolve my work. And a really, really cool thing that I've found that sometimes... You know, sometimes when we talk about how like our unconscious stuff will manifest in the body, people have this innate knee-jerk reaction away from it because then we then we start to get into that place where it's like, well, you're saying that it's all in my head, that this pain that I'm feeling isn't really valid. And that, 
you know, you, you, you aren't listening to me or, or respecting my experience in some way. And I, I really want to take a moment to pause and just point out that, you know, when we have physical pains in our body, they can absolutely be related to what we're feeling and what we're thinking, even if we don't know it. And it totally 100% be real. You know, we, we get embarrassed, we'll blush, right? That's a, that's a thought going into our, our physical body and creating visible physiological changes. And so uh, for anyone who might be listening to this and kind of going like, well, that's not me, you know, I have this pain. And just because you had a whole bunch of, you know, issues in your head or whatever, that doesn't mean that I'm the same. <laughs> and I, I just invite people to kind of open up to one, just because the cause is mental doesn't mean that it isn't a physical issue. And two, check out um, uh, Dr. John Sarno. His He's got three different books out and he's kind of, I find it really interesting because basically what he's done is he's coined a medical term for what energy workers and body workers have been doing this whole time. And he calls it uh, TMS or tension mitosis syndrome. And so he's acknowledging that basically when we have um, unconscious rage, unconscious sadness, unconscious um, childhood and life experiences that are contributing to emotional distress, that it can actually signal the brain as a distraction to those things that are so overwhelming to start um, decreasing the oxygen supply to basically anywhere in the body it chooses. And we call these in the body work world trigger points. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so which is, I, I think, really, really fascinating. So I just wanted to offer that for anyone who might be listening to this and kind of going, well, what do you mean? I have pain, absolutely. And yeah, I have this experience in my past, but it's not really affecting me and I'm fine. I've dealt with it. I've dealt with all the things. And you might have absolutely dealt with it on a mental level and you've done so much work around that and I applaud you for that. However, your body and your unconscious also need to be addressed, the energetic elements, because we are multi-layered and when we only work with one, it will absolutely have effects on the others. However, that doesn't mean that we're necessarily getting to the root of things. So, and that's what I try and do with my work. Well, again, amazing and fascinating. And one of the things that popped into my head, and I do want to get back to you going through and let's walk through an example. Um, But, and I've never shared this on the podcast before, but when I would go into uh, you know, like a gynecologist visit and they would do the breast exam. My, mm-hmm. my doctor would always put, have me put my hands over my head and then he'd push around, you know, to look for lumps and do his exam to make sure nothing was going on. And I would have just experience incredible pain and just, yeah. it hurt like just, and so I only found that it was when I put my hands over my head was we did EMDR therapy for four years and went back into all my traumas. Um, one of the traumas that I went back to is when I was 10 years old and being sexually molested by a 19 year old neighbor. And he had held pinned my hands over my head and I had those little nublets, you know, the little buds starting to form. And he was so violent. And so he hurt me Mm -hmm. in that area. 
And yeah. so it wasn't until that correlation in doing EMDR therapy that I was able to go, oh, that's what it is. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. only in that position. And so again, it was that body memory of yep. that created pain. Mm -hmm. um, even though the doctor wasn't hurting me. Yeah. It's, you know, this just, position was unsafe for you. Yes. It was unsafe and all of your body was screaming, we need to move. We can't, we can't look at this memory, A, and B, this is the pain that had happened before. So it's kind of like this dichotomy between pain being a distraction and pain being a, hey, I really need this addressed. And so it's, that's, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, it, it just, I, it was one of those things that I, I was hoping I was getting what you were saying in that, uh, just that, yeah, that body memory aspect mm -hmm. of it. So, yeah. Awesome. So do you want to walk us through um, what you were talking about? Um, oh, so an example of uh, the muscle testing, right? That's yes. What you were talking about. Yes. yes. So muscle testing is a very, very cool tool that can be used, again, to access the unconscious and access the autonomic nervous system. And so there are many, many ways of doing this. However, everyone can do this for themselves. So some of the easiest ways to do that are to stand up and you can feel yourself sway back and forth because, you know, we're not perfectly we're never perfectly still. It's just not a thing. Um, so uh, will this be, will this have video to it or just sound? We're going to do video, but we, you could stand up. I can stand up. Okay. Yes. So just so that way people can see. Sure. Like that. All right. There we go. Let me back up. All right. Perfect. So I'm going to stand sideways just so you can see what happens. Okay. And good. So basically, I want you just to stand nice and loose and nice and relaxed. Just take some nice slow breaths. And just notice how your body is not entirely still. There's a little bit of wobble. There's a little bit of sway. Yeah. And that's because your muscles are constantly working back and forth in order to keep you standing upright. So as you sway, I want you to say, my name is Terry. My name is Terry. Okay. And then just let your body move in whichever direction it's going to. Good. Did you feel how your body went up to come forward? Yes. Yes. All right. Good. And you weren't trying to do that. It just did it, right? Right. Good. So now I want you to reset. Um, so after you've reset, just feel it. Just saying, my name is Bob. Okay. What am I saying? My name is Bob. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. My name is Bob. You feel how your body wants to move backward? Yeah. That was yeah. weird. Yep. All right. So the reason that that happens, and you can come back for me, is... that our unconscious will respond strong or uh, functional or turned on to things that are true or functional or that we agree with or that we like. And so that's the forward motion. 
it will turn off or go weak or move away from things that we think are untrue, that from things that are untrue, things that we don't like, things that are dysfunctional. Well, and so in that binary system, we can kind of apply yes and no to things. Another way to do this is form, form rings with your, with your fingers here and interlock them. So your fingers don't need to be like down, just enough to keep them here. And then um, just enough little bit of pull here, say yes. Yes. Good. Now, a little bit of pull, say no. No. They started to come apart. They started to come apart. Yeah. So I'm playing, yeah. Playing with this is really, really fun. And it's a fun way to ask yourself questions and start to get a little bit more in tune with your own intuition. Yeah. And so it's a really great tool if you want to employ it to be like, you know, I'm feeling off today. And if you're having a suspicion as to what that might be, to be able to narrow it down and kind of say, is this what I need to work on? Is this what I need to work on? You know, what are you trying to tell me? Um, caveats with muscle testing though, is that it is easily swayed. If we're interacting between two people, um, our energetic systems, our magnetic fields, they're intermingling. So as a practitioner, let me go back to single. Well, <laughs> let me go back to single person first, and then I will move on to when you work with a practitioner with this. So when you are muscle testing on yourself, you can influence the outcome. If you really, 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 really want it to be a thing, it will be that thing. You will get that answer or just, you know, despite what the truth may be. So right. making sure that you are grounded and centered and really being open to the truth of the matter is very important. Also important that you're hydrated. So that way your muscles and so that way all your nervous system connections can actually make it through to the body to respond to what you're saying. Um, and also being mindful not to overload yourself because you are talking to a part of the body and part of yourself that is majority of the time hidden and a lot of the times it's hidden for a reason and so when we start to break down these barriers that's why it can be really really helpful to have a practitioner or to have someone who can guide you through these things who can help keep you grounded and can help interpret those those answers for you so with that again it's also really important that you find someone who has taken the time to practice and invested that time to understand the different ways that muscle testing can kind of skew itself or can um can be influenced because as soon as you bring two people together, you're bringing two consciousnesses together. So if your practitioner isn't grounded, or if they're uncertain about themselves, they can also sway your results. Yeah. Just in the fact of how they're feeling, because we interplay off of each other. That's what humans do. Right. So yeah. just being aware if you go for a practitioner who does use muscle testing, just knowing that one, you trust them and that two, they know how to hold their boundaries because that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, awesome. Yes. So. so now do you do, um, 
do you do like work with stones and like hot stones and what is it that you utilize to help people um, do the healing work? Max, when we stood up, Max decided he needed to stand up and do it too. So. Oh, good. Yay. Okay. Um, I keep saying you can also use it to talk to your animals when you get, when you get good enough. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Hear that buddy. Just taking a moment to thank the sponsors of the Healing Place podcast. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. You can find out more at my website, terrywellbrock.com. That's T-E-R-I-W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K. And this week, I am thanking donor Phoenix Fund via Blue Mountain Community Foundation. Thank you so very much for your generous donation to this fiscally sponsored project. And also to Kathleen Hannigan for her donation at the Resilience Ally level. Again, so very much appreciated. Thank you for believing in me and my mission and this healing space where I shine the light of hope into the world. Now back to the show. What's it called? So in terms of what a session of mine looks like. Yeah. Clients come in, we do a really in-depth kind of deep dive into their health history, which will also involve things like talking about how they felt about their first period, not just when they got it or, and how was their relationship with their parents? Did they have any, that any stressors in their childhood um, that they acknowledge? What kind of pains have they been feeling throughout their life? Not just what they're coming to see me for. And so we, we get a really, really good look at how this being has been moving through the world as a whole. Right. And then my clients are pretty much my, I keep my clients clothed. I will occasionally do something like on the more traditional side. If again, their, their nervous system is just not up for deep dive, dig around, let's make corrections work that day. Cause that's just as healing. We do still need that just time to calm down and come back and really feel what's happening in ourselves. And the majority of my work, though, tends to be clients' clothes. We do a lot of muscle testing. We work a lot on the energetic plane in in terms of finding what is the body prioritizing as the most necessary thing for us to address first. And sometimes that's structural. Oftentimes, it's limbic or safety-related. And so we do that. Through the muscle testing, I use a combination of emotion code, uh, some shadow work, some inner child work, uh, all of these more in the form of guided meditations uh, than than the type of work that a psychotherapist would do, because I am not a psychotherapist. Um, We, what's it called? And also just my own natural energy work. And we'll also kind of work together to when we found patterns, like say we come across 
a limbic association that's related to how they handle conflict. So we'll talk about how are you handling conflict? Do you like the way you handle conflict? Okay, what are your options the next time you get in an argument with someone or someone comes at you with something? And start to build and really empower people to not only allow their subconscious mind to release these patterns, but to actively take part in moving forward and transforming that pattern as you move forward in life. Because getting rid of the old patterns is going to make moving forward much, much easier. You still have to take the steps to move forward. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I instantly thought of just part of my journey was creating new habits. And yep. it, was a, it was a conscious effort to create new habits and respond to, uh, well, even to respond to body sensations that were arising, you know, when a panic attack or panic symptoms would start to arise and how I would approach those sensations. Um, and it changed, it did, it changed, uh, you know, with brain plasticity, um, the way the neuron pathways were firing off in my brain and yeah, yeah. 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 Again. And that's really, that's really my job is to make that process easier. Yeah. If we can address the underlying past event that your body still responds to as if it were currently happening, then you can, then those sensations, those, those body memories, those, those body flashbacks, the sensory flashbacks, like I like to think of them, they actually can disappear and make it a lot easier instead of, okay, I have to handle the thing that's happening in my body right now and still actively choose to move forward and do something different. If you can take the one element away, choosing a new path and creating a new neural connection is significantly easier. And then yeah. on top of that, when you add in the actual, um, when it's indicated hands-on work, we can oftentimes boost that even further um, the, the, main, the main modalities that I use in the physical realm are spontaneous muscle release technique, uh, SMART for short, <laughs> and the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy. And so SMART is more of a way of thinking about how to do body work than it is a true modality. SMART is more like um, a concept around how we approach the body instead of a, a true modality, which is one of the amazing things about it. Uh, but the official line is that it's a positional release modality yeah, and it, that's orthopedic based. And basically what that means is that we move the tissues into the pattern that they are already wanting to go <laughs> in a very small and gentle way. So, what that does is it allows your mind body to draw, it draws attention from your mind body in a way that isn't otherwise possible with the louder techniques. And it then lets the mind body decide, is this organization appropriate or can we reorganize ourselves? So instead of me going, that doesn't look right, let me put that over here the body gets to decide. 
the body gets to decide if it's safe enough to do that. And if it isn't, that gives us a clue that there's something else underneath going on. And we either follow that thread through the body or, or we need to look on a different plane of this human being. And with our Vigo, that's all about the abdominal pelvic area. And so it's really, really a great technique for lifting and centering the uterus. So making sure the seat of all creation is nice and centered and therefore everything flows around it, increasing blood flow through the pelvis, increasing um, nervous connection and hormonal flow and energy flow. So just making sure that everything's really in sync with itself. And I think the best thing about that hands-on modality is the fact that I teach it to my clients to be able to do for themselves every day at home. And so it really helps to create a sense of reconnection with your own body and being able to, and, and it creates a ritual for clients around being able to self-honor essentially as well as have the physical has have the physical effects of the visceral manipulation that it offers. Yeah. So it's it's just beautiful, a beautiful tool on multiple levels. And so combining all of these things together has had just tremendous effects for my clients in terms of eliminating all pain with sex, eliminating the like weird, awkward, awful flashbacks that can come with all of those sensations. Um, it's helped people move through anxiety and parts of their depression and just really open up into new spaces of being uh, where many of my clients who come to me and have just thought that they were never gonna be there again, like that they were never gonna feel whole again, they were never gonna feel like human beings. Right. And so it's, it's been really, really gratifying to watch people bloom from, from where, they, where they start to where they get to. And I'm just really grateful to be part of their journey. So. Yes, well, as I'm sure they're very grateful for you to, to help them be back in their body. That's huge. Um, like I said, so I love it. So I'm going to make a left turn here only because when I started the podcast in 2020, um, I decided I wanted to do just some fun questions to throw at guests. So I, I made a list of 50 podcast questions and I'm going to throw one at you if you let me. Uh, just pick a number one to 50. Um, 37. 37? <laughs> Hard question. <laughs> Oh, this is good one. Number 37 is name your favorite addiction. Oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> Books. I can't, I can't walk into a bookstore and leave with nothing. I have yet to manage it in my 20-some my years of life. <laughs> I would say earlier, except for I, I couldn't read earlier than that. So it, right. it doesn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, I get a high off of the smell of a bookstore. So if we walk by one, I just have to open the door just to go in for a few seconds. And yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I can't. I have to just avoid them entirely because otherwise <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I came in just to look around and see what was new. I have five new books. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what am I going to find? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, good. Well, thank you for answering my, my random question. So. I liked your random question. It was great. <laughs> so anything else that you wanted to, to talk about? I think if nothing else, I, I would love to, for people to take away that you already have the power inside of you to be able to look at yourself and to be able to look at your patterns and to be able to empower yourself to move forward and that you don't have to settle for, oh, well, I guess this is as good as it gets and it's good enough and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Fine isn't living. <laughs> Just being here does not mean that you have to settle for that. You can move forward and you can empower yourself to do that. And whether you and if you feel comfortable enough to do that on your own, that's awesome. However, always remember that it can be so much easier with someone to help you, to support you, to guide you, to be a mirror when you hit your blind spots. And so find people who can help you in take those empowered steps. And if it happens to me, me, that would be awesome. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so which leads me to my next question of how do people get a hold of you? How, where do they find you? So my website is philosophersmassage.com. Uh, my phone number, which you can call or text, is 856 eight five seven seven five three five and I do offer online sessions as well as in office sessions. So if you don't happen to live around the Haddonfield, New Jersey area, but something about me resonates with you, we can definitely still talk, see if an online session would be appropriate. And if not, I can help you find someone in your area who would be a good fit for you. Wonderful. Um, and then in terms of Facebook and stuff, I can't remember my taglines right now. So I will <laughs> send them to Terry and she'll help me post them. Yes, I will put those links up. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Well, again, I just thank you for all you're doing to help people along their healing journey. And uh, what a beautiful gift you're offering. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. And I hope... I hope everyone understood my battle. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I love and thanks for walking us through the uh, through the example. I I love the visuals and I it just it helps me understand better. And so yeah, I appreciate you doing that. So all right. Well, I'm gonna do a quick little close out here. Everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. All right, thanks. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.